0: I'm Danica Juarez, and I'm Jan James, and this is How's How's It Hold Hold Up?
1: up? Hi, I'm Danica, and I'm Jan, and I'm Valerie, and today we watched the live-action Disney movie Christopher Robin. This is based on Winnie the Pooh, but it's not based on a specific Winnie the Pooh story so much as it's kind of just an extrapolation of the idea that is inherent to all Winnie the Pooh media that eventually Christopher Robin isn't going to be a kid anymore. And what happens then? Um, That's what this movie is about. Who would like to do a spoiler free plot synopsis?
2: Um, Okay. This story is about Christopher Robin. It starts where... Uh, him and his friends in the Hundred Acre Wood are saying farewell to each other, and then we follow Christopher Robin as he grows up. Uh, that's kind of like a montage thing, because uh, the like bulk of the movie is Christopher Robin post like war with his family, with a daughter, and how he has lost his his inner child and uh, his want to play. Uh, And how that's affecting him and his family. After after a certain incident, Winnie the Pooh, we see him get up or like wake up and look for his friends. He can't find them. And he gets like called to the tree where Christopher Robin comes in and out of the Hundred Acre Wood. Uh, Winnie the Pooh then goes through the tree and it ends up in London uh, where he happens upon Christopher Robin who is... Concerned about Winnie the Pooh being in London and goes to bring him home. Uh, and the rest of the movie is about him doing that, uh, him meeting his old friends again, and then having to decide what's more, most important to him, his family or his work. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah, great. Um. Yeah, What what did we think of this movie?
2: I enjoyed it.
0: I really enjoyed it. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this. And you had seen this before, right, Mom? I
0: had. Yeah. And, and I liked it even more than I remembered. Nice.
1: And this was the first time for Valerie and I. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It's really sweet. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it, I think.
0: Yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
1: It's much better than a, than a live-action Disney movie that is just literally a rehash of a plot you've seen before. Yeah. This is actually doing something new with your nostalgia rather than just purely capitalizing on it, which I appreciate. And that's why I look forward to eventually seeing like Maleficent stuff too. Cause I know that it does some different things. So I guess Dumbo did some different things and it still hated it.
0: <laughs> and well, and I, I think it's as far as doing something different with this, with a, a beloved story that a lot of us grow up with um, is similar to kind of what they did with hook.
1: Sure. Yeah, sure. I got to get hook on this at some point. I, I don't know, want it to be a I just, bonus. I just want to do it. I know. I'm going to do Peter Pan and then just go right into hook. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't exactly count because I don't think Disney even made it, but like,
0: right. But I mean, and especially in that, you know, of course in hook, um, which, you know, we'll eventually get to, he is an adult Ryan. and he's brought back into his childhood world. And then the same with this. And it's, it's really well done.
1: Let's get specific. So i got a few fun facts to say up at the top here. Uh, this fil- film grossed over $197 million worldwide, becoming the highest grossing film in Disney's Winnie the Pooh franchise, surpassing the Tigger movie released in 2000.
2: Wow. That, looking forward yay. to getting to the Tigger movie okay. at some point, because
1: it did very well, huh? Um, it's a good movie. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just remembering the Tigger movie and the emotions that Tigger makes me feel. Oh, no. Um Initially in 2003, Brigham Taylor, inspired by the last chapter of The House at Pooh Corner, pitched to Disney an idea about a Winnie the Pooh film focused on an adult Christopher Robin. However, due to other Pooh projects being in development at the time, the project wasn't pitched for a film. Uh, In 2015, Kristen Burr convinced Taylor to resurrect the project, uh, which the two of them started working on that year. Yeah, and I think the rest of these will be for later sections. So so yeah, let's start talking about... About the, the story and the characters and the acting. Okay. Some of it's voice acting, some of it's just acting.
0: Um, I just, I really enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed the progression of Christopher Robin's character. And I think it's hard to go wrong when you have excellent actors and actresses. And I think that's what this took to, to make it so endearing. Because I was just, I was just really... um compelled and, and just engaged the whole time. I don't even think there was a part to me that dragged in this. It was just really enjoyable. Well you'll have
1: to think of something for our section later. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just I wanna I want a um I want a poo bear and I want all of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I think the pacing was interesting. So I liked how it started with Christopher Robin as a young boy and the their fa- farewell party, the kid who Played Christopher Robin, did a really good job. He was very, Mm -hmm. very cute, very, like, the uh, kid in the animated film. And, yeah, I guess it was interesting going through Christopher Robin's, like, growing up, like, kind of the montage that they had there. And, and yeah, like, the the structure of it was was kind of interesting. It's, like, a youth, the montage up till he's an adult. And then, like, the first half of the film is him being all grumpy. And then the last half is kind of broken up between him uh, reacquainting himself with his old friends and and getting them to, you know, remember and acknowledge him as Christopher Robin. And then his daughter going on her little adventure with them. I guess it was balanced. I don't know if I would have wanted the daughter to be with them more, but I mean, it's called Christopher Robin, so I can see why. They they didn't kind of extend her time with them, yeah. I don't know. I I think overall the, the the structure was good. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it was and it was heartbreaking to me how he had lost his way, and it and it was more that he. I think he was just a very, he took on a lot of responsibility. He a lot was dumped on him at his work, but he didn't seem to have time for anything else other than efficiency and, and and trying to solve the problems. And he was just blind to really the hurt that his, his wife and, and daughter were going through. And that was heartbreaking. And that was really well, well developed. And, and one of the, the poignant moments that really stuck out to me is when um, he went to tell, he went to say goodnight to his daughter and was telling her that he couldn't go to the country with him, that weekend. And then he was like, do you want me to read you a story? And she's like, yes. And she reaches for a book, but I don't know what he was reading out of. It was
1: something really boring. Yeah. Yeah. Something
0: terribly boring. And then just heartbreakingly, she's just like, well, actually dad, I I think I'm tired, you know, and she didn't want him to keep reading. And, and you know, there was just that
1: you could see he was just, he was, his face looks so lost as he talks to his daughter. Like, like he can tell something's wrong. With this, but has no idea what to do about it.
0: Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean is it was, it was just so heartbreaking because it's not like he was a callous, mean person because you, knew, especially you could see how much he cared about his workers on his job and and trying to take care of, you know, his employees and make things work. And then he loved his, his wife and his, his daughter, but he just, he was not making a connection with them.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think they did that really well in the with the physical acting, where when they were leaving for uh, the the cottage or whatever, the daughter and mom, that he was awkwardly, like, hugging the daughter. And then, it, it, like, w- they weren't sure whether to, like, hug or kiss with uh, his wife. Uh, and then they kind of paid that off later in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Why is that one guy in the office basically Eeyore? That one guy who, like, kind of talks slow and low like Eeyore and just looks droopy and sad all the time.
2: Oh, well, then that would probably mean that everybody in the office.
1: But none of the others exactly seemed to. Like, none of. I didn't see bits of the others doing things and, like, have them map to other characters in my mind. It was just Eeyore that seemed like really obviously that for me and so then I tried to pay attention and see if the others were and none of them clicked for me
0: I I didn't catch that yeah I no, I didn't catch the one you're referring to yeah yeah that seems funny um the other thing that was really poignant and just tugged at my heartstrings was that the daughter clearly loved her dad so much and she was trying to emulate him so she was Constantly working and reading and and didn't even know how to play um, because and it and there was just a really kind of cute but sad moment when her mom was you know telling her to go play where they were out at the cottage and and she's just like I will play the best anyone's ever played but then she's like you know and 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 her mom is like well just have fun and she's like okay then she's like how do I do that <laughs> but
2: yeah it's very cute.
1: Another thing that made me sad was when they kept showing Pooh wandering around alone and a lost. And I'm like, you can't just keep showing me Pooh being sad. It upsets me.
0: This is why. And then when Pooh, there's some times where Pooh would look like back or. And it just broke my heart because. I'm sorry. my, my, My grandson is not quite two. And when they go to leave, he's so he loves having Nana follow. So like my daughter will be holding his hand. He'll be looking back. And I and I stood at the door the other day, and he just kept looking back like, Nana, come on, come on. And it was just like, Pooh would give those kind of looks, and it was just, no, you can't leave Pooh.
1: I liked when Pooh said, somebody seems to have eaten all the honey. And then I just heard from behind Valerie go, I wonder who would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny, oh, babe.
2: That was, I think, one of my favorite things was uh, when Pooh came to London, and... Uh, Christopher Robin gave him honey and like the real world effect of like if you're going to eat honey like that it's going to get all over your face, all on your feet, you're going to drag it around. I really appreciated that that little beat. That was very funny. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Um I just want to shout out Jim Cummings voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um the warble that he had in his voice sometimes was destroying me. I know. His, his, did you let me go? Like, stabbing me right through the heart. I know. Just, like, excellent. Like, yeah, he's good. It's good that you got him back to play that role because he's very good at it.
0: He is. the vo- um, And I know that you will let us know who played... What at some point, but all of the voice acting for all of the characters, I think, were wonderful. Yeah, I think they E-ors, did a great job. And again, Pooh, piglets, I just loved it.
1: Um, one of my notes here is just stop being angry at Pooh with two exclamation oh, marks. Yes. Oh. It's like, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> you can't shout at him. He's little and he's dumb, but he's real nice. I, mean,
2: I know.
1: Yeah, it's like
2: you're. Being mad at a child right now.
1: Basically. Yeah, that's like, basically what it is, is like you're yelling at a child that it's like feels
2: this kid isn't going fast enough. You're like, hurry up, come on, Pooh. And it's like he can't. It was yeah. heartbreaking. And when when Christopher
0: finally found Pooh and told him, you know, and Pooh said, I'm just a you know, I'm just a bear with little very little brain and he's like, No, Pooh, you're just a bear with very big heart big heart yeah. yeah
1: and christopher says that he's lost and pooh says i found you and they hug and i cry
0: i, was know. So good. I cried so much through this i really did there were so many oh, times oh
1: also when eeyore recognized that it was christopher oh his oh, eyes yeah
2: yes
1: yeah just like the realization of oh it is him that yeah. was really cute but before he
2: was calling him a heffalump it was hilarious
1: it was
2: and
0: oh, I know we talked about Don't before, but the way that he would pick and hold the different hold poo, but but carry Eeyore. it was so just funny. or like yeah. nothing. Yeah, it was. Oh, so well done. So well done. Yeah,
2: definitely the the interaction between him and the uh, the characters, which is probably, I guess, in in one of the sh- the. Um, Extras that looked like they were dolls. So that probably helped a lot in how he interacted with them. It it, it sold it. It was very yeah. good. It wasn't awkward of like, I'm going to hold on to this like fake thing or like this green yeah. ball. Like if, I think it was probably helpful that they were actual dolls. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many of the Hundred Acre Wood cast do you think were voiced by voice actors who had voiced those characters before? Whether or not they, I mean, none of the voice actors from the original shorts were there because pretty much all those people have died. But like, oh. who, how many of these characters do you think have been voiced by those voice actors before?
0: Well, the voices I think that sounded the best to me uh, that, I mean, just seemed what my memory remembers from from those is, of course, Pooh, um, Piglet, Eeyore, and Tigger. So I... I'm not saying that Owl or Rabbit's voice or even Kanga and Rue's sounded bad. I just, I, it's not like I was just like, oh yeah, that's the voice.
1: Sure. I think Rue's just always voiced by like some young actor or actress that they can find. I don't think Rue's ever really had a terribly consistent voice.
2: Yeah. I was going to say the people who I think didn't return or like were new. I think Rabbit was new. Uh, Piglet, I think was new. I'm not sure about Kanga or Roo. Or I guess Kanga specifically. Uh, Because she never really talks much anyway.
1: Yeah, she didn't talk a whole whole lot.
2: Uh, And then my guess was Al would be new as
1: well. Valerie's on the money. All of those ones that you said are new. Uh, Yeah, Nick Muhammad voices Piglet. Peter Capaldi Mm -hmm. voices Rabbit, which is a wild casting decision I never would have anticipated. But he did a good job. It was a different take than I'm used to. Because... I mean with with Piglet and Rabbit and stuff they made an effort to like actually have them sound British which in most of the Disney cartoons that's not really there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rabbit is generally feels a bit more whiny. Yeah. uh but he
1: They had and they had an interesting scummy. they had an interesting Rabbit and Owl like bickering thing going on here which maybe is part of the original stories but, but I haven't really seen that in the actual yeah. D- Disney Winnie the Pooh cartoons. Mm-hmm. Oh, also just a little shout out to gopher who was not in this movie at all <laughs> yeah. since he was not in the original story. Yeah, and like, so. a <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. They're like, get rid of this gopher guy. But gone. then it was
1: funny. Cause one of the three, um, uh, things that extras. we watched after one of, the, one of the three extras Like had this part where they were talking about How they went back and looked at their original drawings For the, the books And they looked at some of the original drawings For the original mm-hmm. Disney shorts And there was a picture that like had Gopher there And I was like oh who's that guy <laughs> <laughs> We don't like him uh, I like Gopher um, Kenga's uh, voiced by Sophie Okonedo uh, Rue's Sarah Sheen And Owl is Toby Jones Eeyore is voiced by Brad Garrett, who is not Eeyore's normal voice actor, but has previously played Eeyore, specifically in Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree CD-ROM game from 1995. Oh, gotta bring back a classic. (laughs) He did a great job, though. Um, But he's not the normal Eeyore voice, certainly. And then Jim Cummings did both Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Fun fact... Chris O'Dowd was originally set to voice Tigger, but was replaced by Cummings audi- after audiences and test screenings reacted negatively towards how O'Dowd voiced the character.
2: Oh, I gotta hear that.
1: Yeah, oh, I don't... I it was bad. I have no idea if they have any of that online or not, but I'd love to hear. Because, yeah, audit- test audiences were like, that's not Tigger. They're like, I can deal with rabbit and for owl sure. sounding different, but Tigger? I so know. yeah, they just had... They're like, we already have Jim Cummings. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> have him do Tigger.
0: Well, he did a great job. Yeah, I, and,
1: and Jim Cummings was, has voiced Tigger a bunch before, so he... Okay. he He, after... At some point in the 2000s, he became the main voice for Tigger after Tigger's old voice actor, um, when Chell died, so... Okay. So yeah, he's not—he's not a stranger to that.
0: I thought Piglet sounded good, though, too.
1: I mean, I think they all sound good. Yeah. I—I uh, I don't think Piglet—Piglet Piglet didn't quite sound like what I'm used to because Piglet's voice actor has been like the longest-running one for forever. Like yeah. he's. He's been voiced by the same guy since the original short that Piglet was in.
2: Yeah, I think Piglet used to be more soft-spoken.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, you know, you you are and kind correct. of stuttering and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: But again, I, I think everyone that was in this movie did a good job. Agreed. Um, honestly, at least in my vague recollection, I had some greater difficulty with the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movies' voice actor changes. I put, I remember being particularly upset with uh, Rabbit being voiced by SpongeBob SquarePants. Just very hard for me to. <laughs> (laughs) handle that um he's a great voice Uh, why can't i think of his i need to actually say his name tom kenny tom kenny is (laughs) tom kenny does rabbit in uh the 2011 winnie the pooh and i I remember that he just sounded too different to me uh but whatever uh we'll see when we actually rewatch that long tangent um but yeah I, i thought that they all did good and then i think all the the Actual physical actors playing roles did fine. Um, I I wasn't super big on his boss. Um, For
2: sure, I agree.
1: He, he but the th- image
2: over the top or
1: yeah, like the thing is, if you're doing, if you're making a live action version of a thing that's traditionally animated, then then my assumption is that you're trying to have a more realistic take on the thing. Otherwise, why make that move? Um, but that guy, towards the beginning, was kind of okay, but the further the movie went on, and especially at the end, like, was a, basically a cartoon character of a bad boss. Yeah. And he, he just, so he was just, nah, wasn't feeling that. Definitely um, agree,
2: he was a smidge outside of what they were going for.
1: Yeah, he just didn't feel like he was in the same acting sphere that the rest of the movie was in, but whatever.
0: Um, the neighbor was oh. really annoyingly, horribly bad. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Not was, a bad actor. No, he no, was, he no. was fun. Yes. He yes. was
1: very obnoxious. It was,
0: yes. He just kept pestering poor. <laughs>
1: did he oh. ever, did he ever get him to play drum no, and Rummings no, or whatever? We, we
0: never saw the resolution of that. <laughs> he was supposed to play the next day. <laughs> the other ones that were just bit parts, but I really enjoyed the uh, taxi or the, I think taxi driver, and then the cart that he he crashed into, and the police officer that
1: taxi driver, police officer, and like was it newspaper. a newsstand? Yeah, yeah, a
0: newsstand or something. But Those yeah, three guys he into,
1: but <laughs> because I knew he, the guy who was the newspaper stand guy. He's um he's been in quite a few things, but uh, maybe most prominently he's in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The guy who keeps losing his eye.
0: Okay, oh cool. no, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, th- they just had really great expressions. Uh, because then two of them saw uh, Pooh or Tigger and and all moving, or they they thought and they were they were freaking out. But it was it was it was well done. That was a a cute, funny scene.
1: Mackenzie Crook yeah. is his name.
0: Ah, the uh. stodgy board was was pretty good. They were all stodgy stodgy dudes. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah.
1: they were fine.
0: Yeah, no, I know they are funny.
1: Anything else with this before we go on to direction? Oh, before. Let's go to direction. Um I liked the animated opening. Not sure about not having a narrator cuz it's like the animated opening feels like it's the thing that's like most directly calling back to the shorts mm-hmm. which all have a narrator. And so there's like text on the screen that you're reading but there's no narrator reading it. And I get that like
2: I think you would have had to commit to a narrator if you
1: did it. I mean, couldn't you just have older Christopher doing it? And maybe, maybe he's so. putting on a voice or something? I don't know. Uh, maybe, if you maybe. wanted, if you want to, like, disguise that it's him so that you're not sure how he's going to go in the movie. Like, couldn't? It just felt weird, I guess, to me that mm. it was quiet. Yeah. It was just, like, some nice music playing as it showed the storybook stuff and no narrator. It just felt kind of weird to me.
2: Oh, it might have been cute if it was his daughter.
1: That would have been super Aww. cute.
2: I yes, like that a lot. That would have been cute. I
0: did really enjoy that animation and, it was and, very and the book cute. and all. But yeah, now cute. that you mention it, I think I would have preferred having a narrator.
1: I liked Wet Eeyore squishing to the ground. Oh my uh,
0: gosh. I loved Wet so Eeyore. Cute.
1: Oh my gosh. Um why are Rabbit and Owl realistic and not plushies? I know. And I asked this question and then I looked it up, and apparently that's literally always been the case, even in the animated shorts. <laughs> um oh, they're just actual. But it's just really obvious when you have a hyper-realistic style that makes these characters clearly look like plushies and these characters are like real animals, but stylized kind of a little bit. Yeah. yeah it's so it's I interesting. But yeah, if you, you if you said... look at the old Winnie the Pooh shorts that we watched last time, the stuffed characters, like you can see seams and stuff on them to show that they're stuffed animals. They're not on owl or rabbit. Okay. Because they aren't plushies. Okay. And apparently some of the lore on that is that the other characters are all based on actual plushies A.A. Milne had, Mm -hmm. whereas rabbit and owl, he just made for the stories. And so people are like, they're just like, Woodland yeah. critters that then became part of the team or whatever. Yeah. But it's just not like a thing I've been very cognizant of until they look weird compared to the other characters. Well,
0: I'm glad to hear that background because I was wondering
2: about that, too. That bothered me. I'm like, why in the world did Apparently they they've that?
1: always been like that.
2: I did like how Owl looked uh, in flight and stuff like that. It moved mm-hmm. like it moved really well. Yeah. the The feathers were interesting because it made it seem like he had a dress because he had like extra long feathers near the near his legs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I like how Owl moved and Rabbit too with, whenever uh his ears are outside of a, mm-hmm. a hole in a log listening, that was very uh, very cute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, another uh, fun fact is that much of the filming of the Hundred Acre Wood scenes took place at Ashdown Forest, which was the original inspiration for the Hundred Acre Wood setting. Oh,
0: I love that. Okay. Mm.
1: Those
0: were incredible trees.
1: Yes, very pretty.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, they did a lot with color and like how, like you have the contrast between how bright it was in the Hundred Acre Wood at the beginning of the movie and then... uh, as he grows up, when you see cuts to poo, it's all foggy. And in London, in the real world, like those colors are more muted, a uh, more kind of earthy palette. And it's really interesting to follow the red balloon uh, while we're kind of going through these places and seeing like how bright it is. Uh, that's kind of indicative of, of the color mix that's happening. And yeah, this might go harken back to story, but... The kind of turning point for Christopher Robin uh, is he gets caught in the Heffalump and Woozle trap and hits his head after trying to climb out and then has kind of a more, what, cerebral, dreamlike conflict? Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure, but then he wakes up and he's back in, like, the colorful Hundred Acre Wood. And so I guess that turning point leaves me less sure or clear about... The thing that caused him to have that character turn. Uh,
1: I think it's just a... I don't think it's... I feel like that's the beginning of his character turn. Fair. I think his actual character turn is then when he finds the rest of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, realizes that he can't just, like, logic them out of being scared of this thing he knows isn't there. and, And decides... To basically become his old self in terms of playing, and then yeah. Eeyore notices that it's him and all that. I think that's the actual turning point. Um, and I think the I think the 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 hole in the dream scene and stuff is sort of him like him realizing where his life philosophy has gotten him, and it is stuck in a hole and knocked out. And then in his dream, part of what he hears echoing in his head is Pooh's advice of like. Doing nothing will help. And then he wakes up and turns out doing nothing has helped because it filled up with water and he's floating at the top. And, like, if he had just been in there as it filled up with water, he probably would have thrashed around and it might have not gone as well, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's part of it, but it's not specifically the turn itself.
0: Sure. Yeah, I can see that. I think it also was a catalyst, him realizing the irony that he was in the heffalump hole and he had actually almost scared. He had acted like a monster to Pooh yeah, prior yeah. to that and yelling at he him. He was the heffalump. He was, I know. And he realized he was and, and, and that he had hurt Pooh, and that just, Yeah. And then, again, finding all the rest of the little friends terrified, thinking that there was a heffalump. And, again, you you know, he's like, you thing, calling a him your <laughs> heffalump. Um, and I think, again, he's realized I've been being a heffalump in my life, you know, and I think that's what kind of started that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was really nice progression, and I, I love that. Um, I also loved how they made all of the plushies look. They were so endearing, and... I love the way, because you can do this, Danica. You can take any stuffed animal... And just with the tilt of the head and the way you do things, it seems so real. Like when we were watching, of course, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and you had the abominable snowman <laughs> and things. And you've always been able to do that um, from the time you were a child uh, with, you know, with stuffed animals or with a toy or something. And in a similar way, they did that. The eyes, everything was wonderful because they stayed the plushie, you know, and they didn't, like, look creepy or move. They didn't, again, try to make them look, I don't know, s- surreal or would have that weird inter between real and not. They just looked like precious stuffed animals. And then the talking was subtle enough with their mouths that it didn't look fake. I don't know. It was just so well done. I just, they were so endearing to me.
1: I'm not gonna lie; they kind of didn't work for me at first. In the Christopher, in the original Christopher Robin scene, I was kind of like having a hard time with them. But as as the movie went on, they they clicked for me. So
2: I think the only thing for me was it felt it felt like Pooh's mouth was too small, and his mouth movements weren't big enough, or like I don't mm. know.
1: Yeah, like Tigger's work because it's just his whole yeah big mouth.
2: No, I don't know. It felt like Pooh's was a little small, but I mean. I mean, but fortunately they had
1: Jim coming. So yeah, the emotions there. I
2: know. I guess. Yeah. Maybe the mouth and the balance between the amplitude, like how loud poo was. Sure. Versus like what physically you're seeing. Maybe that's where the disconnect was.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I could see that.
2: I love how
0: they had Tigger talk and move because there were so many times his little head movements or, or tilt of the head and, and it was just i just it was so tigger it it just took me right back to all of the
2: of uh, the wonderful animation that yeah, we, yeah and
1: then again super good you had uh, jim cummings making it sound like tigger too mm-hmm.
2: no like his whole body would twist up like mm-hmm. an animated and it looked good like it felt yeah. like him it was very good
1: yeah, yeah. Piglet was really cute, too. I, I liked know. his cute. little movements. I know.
2: Did they, I He's guess- very
1: acorn-obsessed, too, exactly. which wasn't, wasn't a trait. That's not a trait of Piglet that I'm f- super familiar with. But, but
2: it could be in the book.
1: I, I assume most of the aspects any of these characters have that I'm not as familiar with is more hearkening back to the books than Disney's own legacy with the characters. Yes. Which is what I'm actually familiar with. Yeah. <sighs> I miss Gopher. <laughs>
2: I don't miss a uh, whistling gopher. I, mean, I, I, I,
1: like, miss- I like that little whistle, yeah, guys. Sh- I don't know. That's just part I of gopher. Whisk- I'm going to watch forward. the new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh so I can see, like, prime gopher. Uh-huh. I remember liking gopher in that cartoon. I think that's where they get the character, right? That's
0: fair. I love the sizing, too, of all of them. Just yeah. so perfectly I just want to wrap done. my hands around them. And, and, like, the scene where they were going to go, of course, try to bring they're trying they're trying to do a quest that they're trying to to help Christopher Robin but they're standing at the tree there's this one point and and little pooh is like um little tigger wants to sorry piglet is afraid <laughs> sorry Why, well, am I know I said the wrong all right kanga go. they're standing
2: at L
1: <laughs> go got i just kidding.
0: No. <laughs> okay there's this one point where they're standing at the tree and little Piglet is afraid to go and is not going to go with them. And Pooh, but there's the little sizing. Pooh standing there and little Piglet, so so petite, and said, But Piglet, we need you. We need you. And he's like, Really? And they reached little hands. And when they held hands, I just, Ah! <laughs> it just got me.
1: I think I like part of me wants my Eeyore plush back. I know. Oh I know. <laughs> Wanna hug a big Eeyore.
2: Yeah, like seeing them cart around these stuffed animals through London.
1: Yes. Uh they
2: look so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. I mean, it really was because when, um,
0: you know, at one point the daughter is holding all of them, and th- but then the wife is holding three of them. And I think, and she's, um, the daughter's holding two, but just Everyone's so precious. Them. I yes. know. So precious.
1: Let's talk about sound design. I don't actually have a lot of notes here, um, but have a fun fact. Richard Sherman, who wrote the new songs in the film, said that it was very special to be back at the Hundred Acre Wood, as Winnie the Pooh had become a dear friend of his when uh, he and uh, his brother when he wa- when they were assigned to uh, the write songs for the original short films. Um, so yeah, he was very happy to be back, and I I like that he got a little cameo at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my main other uh, like actual note that I took during watch while watching. Was that I liked the music during Christopher, the scene where Christopher's trying to bring Pooh back to Sussex. Like, the kind of, like, wacky music as he's trying to do all that. I, I enjoyed it. It, yeah. had a, it had a fun energy about it.
2: Where the yeah. kid took
0: Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. I say like you, you, can't, you can't just take a stuffed animal from a from a grown man. <laughs> it was so oh. cute.
2: They had some fun uh, renditions of the Winnie the Pooh theme and, like, dis- different instruments and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it was nice to like hear it come up every so often in, you know, whatever scene. Definitely. And I love getting to hear my Tigger song. <laughs> That's right. right. I love the Tigger song. Yes. You got yes. a perfect setup for that.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh. yes <sir. laughs> He's like, he does it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it? Hold up. And since this is sort of a remake or it's a live action Disney movie, we can also kind of talk about how these versions of the characters compare to the versions that we are familiar with and just how we felt about them. Not just on a voice acting level, but just in the whole presentation of the character. But yeah, I don't actually have any specific note. Well, no, way. I think I have a fun fact. Oh, I have a fun fact. This film was denied a release in China, as some um, have speculated yeah. that it was due to Chinese citizens drawing comparisons between Winnie the Pooh and Chinese leader uh, Xi Jinping since mid-2017. To- yeah. Uh, and this is released in 2018, so yeah, it was like when that was still quite a thing. It might still be a thing to some extent, but Wait. other under other industry insiders speculated it was likely due to reasons such as the film size and the presence of other Hollywood films in the market, but true believers know it's because that guy really hates those Winnie the Pooh memes. Mm-hmm. The, the leader of China was being compared to Winnie the Pooh for a while and he got very mad about it. Of, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> I didn't find anything offensive or problematic or I anything. think
1: some of my main issues involve spoilers. Um, so I don't think I can talk too much here. I, I feel like overall the film holds up well, but I think it... This is a film partially about businessmen and, men and how mm-hmm. companies work. Yeah. That is made by Disney for kids and families. And so... How it handles that is kind of always going to seem really cloying and fake to me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll talk about that more in spoilers. But like the
2: banking stuff in Mary Poppins. Yes, yeah. very,
1: very much like the banking stuff in Mary Poppins. Um, have you seen the second Mary Poppins? No. Oh, it's so much worse than that one, babe. Oh. So much worse than that one. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff is real hard for me to
2: Yeah, we can talk about it more, but I, I agree. It felt, some stuff in the ending felt a bit hollow. It, it
1: did. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think hollow is, is the right word. It felt like, okay, we've just completely left reality at this point. Like, sure. in other
0: words, meaning that would not happen in the real world.
1: Basically. Yeah. But yeah. we can talk in more detail in yeah. spoilers, but yeah.
2: But yeah, they probably could have toned it down and it just been, been a fine ending. It didn't need this, like... More larger message. Yeah. Type yeah. Thing.
1: We'll talk about it. And spoilers. We'll have um, more on that.
2: How does it hold up character wise? Um, yeah, I think. What'd you say? Piglet more acorn obsessed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but but very cute. Um, whenever he was hiding from the heffalump, and he's like, oh, it's just Eeyore. And then Christopher Robin was right there and he got scared.
1: I didn't particularly love rabbit and an owl having... Like a thing where they fought with each other. Um, I, maybe that's more true to the books. I don't know, but if so, yeah. then I'm glad that the Disney shorts don't have that. Because I Rabbit. don't know, they're not that dissimilar to me. So them fighting isn't terribly interesting. Whereas, yeah, Tigger and Rabbit are like diametrically opposed in terms of how they view life. So them constantly fighting even the Tigger's rarely fighting, yeah. but like them having issues with each other makes more sense to me. Whereas, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this version of rabbit is so alien to the version of rabbit that I love because he he's not in the movie a whole lot. And most of what he's doing in the movie is fighting with owl. So yeah,
2: I think that's part of it is like, they're not in there that much.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of the things that endear me about rabbit is, is just kind of, I don't know, his his like grumpiness, but like his wanting to like have a garden and have a proper home and then how he handles like when things butt up against what he wants to do. And since this movie is not about him at all, there's not really any room to have those aspects of him. So he's he's just kind of there. Like at least Owl's main stick is like being a wind back. So you can easily gesture at that in the movie. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I guess, I guess those are the only two characters that and that don't really, not what I remember, like you said. Whereas the the four, the main, you know, Tigger, Piglet, uh, Pooh, and Eeyore, um, I do feel like those held up really well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're the ones who are brought on the in the on for the last fourth of the movie to do stuff. So, like, yeah, they're clearly the ones that the creators of the movie clicked with. The most, too, you know, like Kanga and Rue get to stay home. They don't get to go on the adventure. Rabbit and Owl don't get to go on the adventure. So, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, Rue's... I think Rue's typically best when paired with Tigger. Yeah. Um, And we didn't really need him here. And then Kanga's pretty much always a nothing character, unfortunately. So she's just the mom, so...
2: Yeah. Well, when her line was like, you've grown up well, that was really sweet.
1: No, though. like, she she had the cute little moments, but, like, she's never... She was about what she always is, which yeah. is to say not, unfortunately, a whole whole lot. Just a mom. Yeah, pretty or much.
2: just, but... She's a mom.
1: She is basically just a mom, and typically in how she's depicted, which isn't to say... Being a mom's bad or anything, but it's like it feels like the writers, anytime Kanga is being written, are just like she's mom and like don't give her any other attributes.
2: Yeah. Oh man, what would a Kanga adventure look like? I don't
1: know, but I'd love it. Oh, no, I know.
2: Give Kanga
1: an adventure. What
2: if Rue, like got sick and Kanga had to go oh, get no. something for for him?
1: Oh, and and for some reason Tigger has to be left to take care of Rue. Ah. There's some specific something happens to where that is what has to happen, even though Kanga doesn't like the idea rabbit has to come with her for some reason and uh, so uh, rabbit's on because rabbit would be the, like the most responsible one i think to look after rue i'm just gonna write some winnie the pooh fanfic on <laughs> on air right now
2: okay oh <laughs> yeah I mean, that would be great
1: but no i mean I, th- I think generally the these versions of the characters meshed pretty well with like my nostalgia for them, I think the weakest ones are the ones who aren't brought into the the end part of the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of why they probably aren't brought into the end part of the movie. So, yeah, I, I think I think our main ones of Winnie, uh, Eeyore, Tigger and Piglet were great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, I really liked how Piglet's eyebrows looked like embroidered on. I did too, yes. They are so
1: cute. Yes. I agree. Thank you for bringing that (laughs) up. Let's go on to our... Spoiler alert. alert. Skip to... 52 minutes and 21 seconds. You're still calling... Her, Evelyn, my wife, in the very final scene when they're having a picnic. Love that. (laughs) Love that for them.
2: I mean, first to start with. So Christopher Robin, you know, leaves Hundred Acre Wood with his, you know, very important case. And I'm like, his papers are not in that case. They (laughs) are not. (laughs) Later we see Tigger wrapping his papers around Eeyore for whatever reason. It's like, do I look husky?
0: (laughs) Okay, my dude. He looked like a little house because he looked pap- like a sad house. I think oh, yeah. Piglet
1: literally says that.
0: Okay, yeah, because the papers are there first, and then the brief, the you know, the, the briefcase yeah. or something on top of it that it. I think look like it's a part
1: of house. the trying to give Eeyore a home thing.
2: That, that's funny. Yeah, yes, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of pointing that out. I think they did really good callbacks in the beginning of the, mm. like, poo sticks.
1: Yes. Um, yes. And the poo sticks even comes up later when he, after the whole scene where he's trying to find poo and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think if you had... I think it was good watching the movies first because it brought fresh in my mind the things that they can, like call back to but not overtly because yeah,
1: the sticks even then like he drops the poo stick and then eeyore's on the river which is yes. like a direct callback to that fourth one which yes. was you know referencing the books so it's referencing the books but like we had seen that
2: yeah um uh, but yeah i think that that's right of like he, this is the house for. i think
1: so a yeah. mobile um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> home for you my man i feel like there's some winnie the pooh animated one where there's like literally a suitcase that they try to like put him in to be his house yeah like yeah yeah and then of course his uh, daughter gets meets uh the the hundred acre wood crew crew and they go on an adventure to try to get the papers back to him and which doesn't work out almost all the papers get lost but that's fine
2: yeah yeah no I mean that was very sad about her like if I do this then maybe he won't make me go
0: yeah
1: very sad
2: Uh,
0: yeah he was sent to boarding school and he's gonna send his daughter Um, I loved when she met all the characters because initially, I mean, this poor child, she does not know how to play very well. So she's hitting this, this balloon around with a net and then, I don't know if she hears or he hears rustling or one of them. Maybe she hears them talking, but that would be terrifying. I'm sorry if you're there and all of a sudden a ball comes back. You, she threw a ball or hit a ball and then the ball came back, but then they tumbled down the hill and they're so adorable. She was pretty freaked out that they were talking, but they're so cute. So, I mean, it's like, how can you be scared of these adorable
1: stuffed animals? Okay, I need to get into it. I need to get into the boardroom scene. Okay. And I actually. You're like, I can't wait. And I actually, and I need to also give a spoiler warning for the Mary, for Mary Poppins returns. Why does Disney think I will buy the idea that an older businessman will disapprove of his younger businessman son being like a mean business person? Because I don't buy it in either of these movies. <laughs> and it's way, it's way worse than Mary Poppins Returns. Because it's a whole thing. The bad guy like gets shown up by really old Dick Van Dyke coming out of a closet to be like, Wow, son, I'm so disappointed in the way you're running the business. When, back in my day, I ran it so much nicer. Um, and it's and he does like a jig and it's I, like a I whole like long that. thing. Um, so that's a more annoying case than this one, but this is still like the ol- the older business guys like, wow, son, you really just don't understand the heart of business. <laughs> and I'm like, you're all capitalistic pigs who care about money. And you can't make me think that that's not true. <laughs> like, I just, I can't believe that this guy's going to come in and be like, what if we make him cheaper and give him to everyone And give everyone paid holidays. And, like, they're going to be like, yeah, we really love this idea, not just because it works for us monetarily, but because we care about people. Because they don't.
2: Yeah, it's like, yeah. I just can't. All of that, like, paid holidays, it's like you really think that your, like, heartwarming speech is going to, like convince them to do this and not like fighting on behalf of the workers who, you know, demand that? Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's a really juvenile view of the world that I can't get behind anymore, especially knowing that the people writing it know better and are just writing it because they can't like write something where they go against business. Like they, they can't have a happy ending that involves tearing down this terrible institution or anything so they have to have a thing that works within the framework of power but still seems like oh but the good guys they get to have holidays and stuff and so it's really good and i just can't handle it
2: <laughs> everybody's happy and it's all it's all great because now you have vacation
1: i can't handle it
2: uh, yeah i'd rather them just not just not do it yeah just don't go there
1: yeah i don't know i don't know like because they place so much importance on the idea that Christopher is in control of these other office workers lives if he doesn't figure out a solution like it's like I don't know how you resolve that without being as cloying and boring as you're being here but
2: just fire your son who you pay too much anyway
1: yeah right that's what I'm like can we just if you're really gonna have me believe that this older guy is like the better business guy and doesn't approve of his son have him just fire the son and then they can like make up their money with all the money that was going to his useless son. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like that part. I felt that was a very weak and difficult for me as an adult to believe.
2: Yeah, no, that definitely was one where I'm like, okay, let's just wait till this is done. Yeah.
1: And then it was done. And then we had a nice scene of them going to the hundred acre wood and having a picnic. And I was like, okay, I'm good again.
2: Yes. which I would have loved to have her do before. The daughter. Yeah. But but again, I can see like this is called Christopher Robin.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, well, and I did again love that the family then were experiencing this together. And that was really neat. And the daughter was learning how to
2: play and bouncing with Tigger. (laughs) So (laughs) whenever uh, he met his wife. And in the car, he's trying to explain what Tigger is. And I'm like, really? That's You're going to go that far back. All right, dude. And he
1: just is like quoting the song lyric. Yes. Yeah, yeah. like, the
2: tops are made of uh, whatever. Of rubber,
1: bomb. and the bottoms are made out of springs. <laughs> no, no. Because the are. Top... I think you're right.
2: You're right. Yeah. I think I might be And right. then I'm bouncy,
0: bouncy, bouncy. It's okay. bouncy, fun, fine. Fun, fun,
1: fun, fun. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, the word. No, it's
0: <laughs> good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Going back real quickly to the board team that you were talking about, the only thing out of that whole scenario that I would buy is possibly the con- a company doing a, you know, a switch around and making something less expensive if they can sell more. But again, it's all about the money. It's not to help anybody. Mm-hmm. But especially, I mean, no matter how snobby someone is, I mean, whether like sometimes it's a high-end makeup line or anything else, if they can make money by having a less expensive product for the masses and then they can make more money. Yeah. They're going to do that. I, that I, I could buy. Whereas, I mean, so they paint basically the sun as as like, no, you know, we, we, we I don't want, you know, our product like in the commoners hands. He type literally it literally right. says "Boy, yeah. polloy. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, in, in that sense, that's the only thing that was believable to me.
2: What I think was so rude is whenever Christopher Robin leaves to go find his kid, they start like looking through his bag. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I Just know, pulling out like sticks and, and
0: <laughs> that all the stuff Tigger put in Eeyore's tail.
1: tail. You know, yes. How
2: rude of Tigger to be like, "Oh, he'll remember us by <laughs> your one part of Eeyore." <laughs> full
1: on tail. Eeyore loses his tail all the time. It's fine. <laughs>
0: I was so happy to see, though, that Christopher Robin got all this stuff back and got Eeyore's tail. Yes. <laughs> they like, oh, that's what that's for. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cute. But I also liked like the little tea party, like I said, that they were having, and even then the mom, you know, interacting with all of that. And But, you know, it was always sad, though, to me that little Pooh was sitting there by himself, like he wasn't in with the He was just having room. a thing. I know. He was having a little thing. But then that was that was a really wonderful way to end that.
1: I want I want the two moms to talk, talk about your your mom lives.
2: <laughs> Aww, oh my yes. gosh, if, uh, Evelyn and Kanga go on an adventure. Yes, Aww. sequel to this
1: movie, the Evelyn and Kanga adventure. Yes. <laughs> Let's be done with spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? It is the one that I just discussed at length in the spoilers for me. Um, It is the part where I was just most out of the emotion that the movie wanted me to be following. I was pretty good to go along with it for most of the movie, but that scene tore me out of it and just kind of made me want that scene to be over. So that's my least favorite scene.
2: Agreed.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna, yeah, I'm gonna add to that in, yeah.
1: What was your favorite scene? I think for me it was when he dropped the poo stick and then Eeyore came out. Oh. And and I was like, that's like the short that I know. And and then he had to get Eeyore and Eeyore float to the ground and was all wet and that's real true. cute. And just like Eeyore in general. Yeah. But I guess that's more for the next question. <laughs> yeah. like...
0: I think mine might, have, might be the Heffalump fight scene because I got to see... So many of the little characters huddled in the um, in the tree, and then just all the the expression and the the transformation that happens with Eeyore in recognizing Christopher mm-hmm. Robin finally, and him being behind the tree, and just all those little expressions
2: very on Eeyore's true. face. Um, so I like the part where Christopher Robin gets stuck in the tree, but that's kind of short. So I think maybe whenever Madeline. Mm-hmm. They're madeline dying. and and all all of them are in the train car and she like orders them all tea oh, that was yes. adorable uh i think that's kind of spoilers but well, you're
1: not saying why yeah, yeah
2: but then like right before she's like nap time and they all like go limp but yeah. then like whenever she's getting like lots of cream lots of sugar and who's like and honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes that, yeah, was, that was great adorable. yes
1: who was your least favorite character in the movie? It's easy. It's his boss. His boss is terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually was going to say that too.
1: Yes. Who's your favorite character in the movie?
2: And why is it Eeyore? <laughs>
1: Eeyore's just constantly really good is the thing about Eeyore. Yes. I.
0: Is it Eeyore... I am torn. I, I, poo. I'm torn between Eeyore, Pooh, and Christopher Robin. Because I really,
1: I mean, I really... I am did. also, but I think I'm pretty comfortable knocking Christopher Robin out of the spot. So I think I'm mostly torn between Pooh and Eeyore. Christopher, I mean...
2: Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. He did a he great did, job. Yeah. Like, he was really good. The, the little scene in the beginning when Pooh comes out and he's on the bench and then Christopher Robin... Is hiding from his neighbor and they just like sit back at the same time, <laughs> yes. just like burying each other. It's that's very cute framing.
1: I think I have to give it to Pooh because he made me cry. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I'm Com-
1: Jim Cummings just kept ripping into my heart. Yeah. So,
0: I know when when, um,
1: but second is definitely Eeyore, love Eeyore. you or love you or no, know,
0: I think I'm gonna have to also go with Pooh because. I just cannot st- stop the little feeling of when he would stop and look or reach for a little piglet's hand or when um, Christopher was yelling at him and, and you know, telling him to hurry up and, you know, we need to go find them. And and then he's just like, I don't know, was saying something about, oh, he was saying, you know, he's trying to figure out a solution so he didn't have to let his employees go. And he's like, where would they go? And, and you know, he's just like, I, I forgot what the ad- answer was. But then he, the little Pooh was like, you need to let me go. Or did you let me go? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, all of that too was just made I'm gonna, me cry. I want to bring it up with Eeyore, of course, because he's very good. He's the thing. so good. Like, out of the water. He yeah. Just like, let me go. Like, <laughs> uh, down the waterfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, and there's a line in the movie where where someone said, The doggy was looking at me, but Eeyore was so cute. It was just. Oh gosh, Eeyore.
1: If Tim Curry in the movie, who would he play? The answer is the boss. Yeah, I
2: was going to say Tim Curry in the movie. (laughs) Keeping it. If Tim Curry movie. I was Boss, too,
1: I was too excited to say the boss. He should be the boss. He they could even play the boss the exact same way and I would enjoy it more just because it was Tim Curry. It would be yes. more
2: smarmy in, in yeah. a good way. Yes. Yeah,
1: he'd chew that scenery and it'd be great. Yeah. Tim Curry should be the boss. I agree. Yeah. I real there's no uh, I don't care about anyone else. He the should boss be the boss. boss. No. <laughs> okay. No. Boss.
2: Yeah. The neighbor.
1: I could accept it, but so I think he'd be like
2: a secret Sally. I could
1: accept it, but I think he should be
2: free time yeah. Freddy or whatever he said. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know.
1: Whoever that guy was that it really had that role on lock. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. Like, we all felt like Christopher Robin. Yeah. Like, get away. Go from- away. Yes. Like, what do you want from me?
1: Yeah. Um, he made it quite clear what he wanted from him, babe. Uh, let's go on to our <laughs> overall consensus and uh, what we would rate it. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say we all recommend it. Yes. Um, this is a Disney live action movie that I can actually get behind again, because it's like an actual new concept instead of a rehash of a movie that was already good. So.
2: Yes. So like, yes, uh, it's a remake, but like you said, not a rehash. And I think they did a good job as a nod to previous things and in, in previous films. And I'm sure the the story as well that I, you know, I'm not familiar with, I'm going to have to just assume that or, or make a guess at that. But it didn't, those nods weren't hollow. They weren't like a half of a thing that is like, you know, making you, wanting you to feel the emotion but not doing anything for it. Like it was just uh, living in the environment of the story. And like, of course, you play poo sticks. Of course, Pooh looks for, for honey and all of that. So it did a good job making you feel and think back to those things. I will give it. I think a a three point seven five. I wouldn't mind watching this again. It was very cute. I would absolutely recommend it, and I think I'm going to give it a
0: four point five because I just, I just, it was delightful. I love Winnie the Pooh. I'm getting Winnie the Pooh books for. I've, I've been getting for Parker now, my grandson, mm-hmm. and. Was just so well done and i was just thinking what you were saying very good nods but going somewhere with them even the red balloon is in one of the, the mm-hmm. you know i think the winnie the pooh and blustery day or something like that but yeah and his love of you know red and the red balloons but yeah just so wonderful
1: i'll go 3.5 i think it's good i think it's very cute that scene towards the end really annoys me <laughs> That's fair. Um, enough to like drop this down from a point from a score it would otherwise have. Um, so 3.5. Yeah. I think it's really cute though. I- I'd recommend checking it out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time we will be watching another movie that has both live action and animation stuff, but not computer animation this time. Thank you all for being here. (laughs) Thank y'all so much. Thank
0: you. Keep liking, subscribing, and um, we're so glad, yeah, that you're here with us. Yes. We love y'all.
2: Oh, say bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
1: cute. That's cute, yeah. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash 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 licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. My, <laughs> <laughs> not, you're waiting. You're like
2: it's not quite enough. <laughs>